What's going on, family? Happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you've had a great start to your day, and I hope it's been a great week for you. It is SummerSlam week, so certainly things should be exciting, or at least traditionally or historically they have been. And there are some exciting things happening both in and out of WWE, of course. And of course, we'll be talking about a number of them. First, as always, thank you so much for your continued support of all things connected to the faction we can't do what we do without you so thank you so very much big shouts of course to everybody who is subscribed to our podcast you're following us on the socials thank you so much if it's your first time joining welcome aboard you're here because you like wrestling hopefully you've heard some cool things about us and we aim to please and deliver so follow us on the socials at the faction show and go ahead and subscribe Subscribe to our podcast wherever it is that you're listening to us now. Okay, so what I want to do today is spend some time addressing an elephant in the room that we haven't formally talked about here on The Faction, and that is what's really going on with NXT right now. So, this past Tuesday, NXT had their last show leading up to NXT TakeOver 36, which for the first time, TakeOver will happen the day after a major WWE pay-per-view. Usually, if TakeOver is connected to a pay-per-view weekend, it kicks the weekend off. Now, it's ending the weekend, and it's in a different location. So historically, if WWE is on the road with a pay-per-view, a major pay-per-view, be it Rumble, uh, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, there's going to be a takeover that happens the night before. This is the first time where when a takeover is connected to a pay-per-view, it is the night after and it's in a completely different location. And I mean different city and everything. So with that said... Understanding the ramifications of this particular show, their go-home show, brought in 654,000 viewers. Only problem is, last week's show brought in 751,000 viewers. We're talking about a difference of nearly 100,000 viewers, which is a big deal when your viewership is still in the hundreds of thousands. Very, very big deal here. Big go-home show that featured what was supposed to be a cruiserweight title match. Kushida, however, was not medically cleared to wrestle. We also had face-offs between the NXT champion Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe. We got a profile for the upcoming match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. So there was a lot that was happening, a lot of build, a tag team title match, which I thought was fantastic. Also, big build to the UK title match between Ilya Dragunov and Walter right so you had enough elements I thought to make this a great great show and a well-watched show however I think there is a cloud right now hovering over NXT and a lot of it had to do with just a couple of weeks ago when there were some major releases about 13 people were released from NXT just about a week ago which is a big big deal and a lot of people are still reeling from that and those releases included 
Bobby Fish of the Undisputed Era. They included Bronson Reed, a former North American champion. They included Leon Ruff, another former North American champion. Mercedes Martinez, one of the most experienced females on the roster. Tyler Rust, who was in the middle of a push with the Diamond Mine, and several others. So it was a really big set of releases that came out of nowhere. A lot of rumors have been flying that uh, apparently Vince McMahon is interested in doing a complete rebrand and reboot of NXT. That rebrand involves a new logo. That rebrand involves focusing on younger and bigger talent which could explain why in the NXT breakout tournament we have Odyssey Jones, about 400 pounds, taking on Carmelo Hayes, who's about 200 pounds, in the finals. And I think whoever wins that match, in my opinion, will really kind of tell us the future of NXT. Speaking of the future of NXT, NXT, who has certainly made a big deal by being on the USA Network in going live versus their taped shows, will now tape three weeks of NXT next week. So the next episode, which will be next Tuesday, will actually be taped on Monday. And then from there, they'll also tape episodes that will air on August the 31st and September the 7th. So three weeks of taped shows for NXT following NXT TakeOver is very concerning. And there's one thing that you'll notice. A taped show hits far differently than a live show, especially in 2021. So what's happening right now with NXT? How will you keep that level of energy up for these crowds who can easily go dead? And I have to say, one of the things that's been so big about NXT has been the crowd interaction. Moving to the Performance Center versus being at Full Sail has been a major shift for NXT. The crowd is not the same crowd. The energy is not the same. It's a completely different product. And so I'm really wondering what is happening to NXT. Now, I'm going to say this, and this might sound crazy, but I'm just going to say it. There's a thing that we need to understand about these dirt sheets, right? I really believe that dirt sheets are just designed to keep clickbait happening. It's designed to keep you looking at whatever you think is the latest news. For instance, there's a story floating out right now that the Sasha Banks-Bianca Belair match may not happen at SummerSlam simply because the two of them were not at house shows this weekend. I don't know that that's enough of a thing to now go on and say the SummerSlam match, one of the biggest matches uh, for the pay-per-view, is going to be canceled. But dirt sheets do this kind of thing, right? So what's tough is trying to weed out the wheat from the tares, the good from the bad, the truth from the lies. It's really hard to figure out. And of course, when you look at sources like Dave Meltzer, people believe that that is dependable. And a lot of this news about where NXT is going is coming from Dave Meltzer, who allegedly saw emails that called some of the folks in NXT, quote, midgets, right? So what's hard about this is a lot of us are inclined to believe the worst about Vince McMahon. One thing we can say for sure is that Vince McMahon certainly has leaned towards big men historically 
historically throughout WWE that changed in the 90s and certainly as talent began to show up in the business really the wrestler themselves not just in WWE but all around uh, weren't necessarily muscle-bound men like they were in the 80s instead they were smaller guys who focused really not just on their body but on technique and their ability With that said, NXT has historically been the wrestling fans brand, right? And when I say the wrestling fans brand, I mean if you want pure, hard-hitting wrestling action, NXT is where you go. SmackDown and Raw have been designed for the more casual fan. And so I'm sure if WWE is looking at numbers, which of course everything for them is about a number, They're looking at numbers. They see, okay, Raw and SmackDown are drawing bigger ratings than NXT. They wanted to make NXT a third viable brand. And so since it seemingly, quote, lost the war to AEW, moved from Wednesday to Tuesday, and the ratings are still about the same, then let's make an overall change. They're not really concerned about the product. They're concerned about what the ratings are pulling in. Now, on one hand, I will say, if your ratings are about flat and they are hanging between 600 and 700,000 viewers and you're running unopposed, perhaps there is a change that's necessary. Does that change necessarily have to reflect the vision of larger men, younger men versus being kind of WWE's, quote, indie promotion? I don't know. Should something change? Perhaps. But what should the change be? Right. Part of me says this. There has been a real challenge across all of the WWE brands uh, during the pandemic and certainly now welcoming fans back. Does NXT perhaps need to travel to get some of that luster back? Do they need to go back to full sale perhaps to get some of that luster back? I think there are a lot of other ancillary questions that need to be asked before the decision is made. Hey, let's gut NXT and let's take it back to what it used to be. Now, let me just say this. Some of you may not have seen the original incarnation of NXT, but the original incarnation of NXT is something that most of us would like to forget. NXT originally was this competition between new talent that placed new talent with a coach and that coach would be a current WWE superstar and the show itself didn't involve a lot of wrestling it involved a lot of competitions a lot of really silly things that I think scratched the itch of Vince McMahon. Right around season three or four, they came off of sci-fi, ended up taping shows then at what is now Full Sail, of course, and became WWE's developmental territory. We saw there the likes of a Seth Rollins, a Big E, the Wyatt family, uh, Adrian Neville, and several others, Sami Zayn, several others who were who became household names via NXT. Then indie stars began getting signed. And again, NXT you could only find on Hulu for a while. Then in 2014, the WWE Network shows up. NXT becomes the darling of the network. NXT actually has the first live event on the network and we're off to the races. And when NXT hits the WWE Network, something very special happens. More independent talent finds their way in. More new talent finds their way in but in fairness NXT became more of a hub 
for independent talent and not a place where a lot of new talent is birthed. And this is where we insert the however and comma, because when you start thinking about some of the stars that were birthed in NXT that were brand new wrestlers, you have to think about people like Charlotte Flair. You have to think about a Sasha Banks who had only had about one or two years indie experience before coming to NXT. You have to think about Bailey, right? Really, the four horsewomen cut their teeth and really were birthed in NXT. You had Becky Lynch, who had pretty much given up on the wrestling business before finding her way to NXT. NXT ended up being the place where the U.S. got to see Paige for the first time, the introduction of what we call the anti-diva. And then if we go current, a certain Bianca Belair, who's never wrestled an independent match, became a WWE superstar by way of NXT. It is the place for people from the developmental system to be able to cut their teeth and get to train and work with a lot of legends. Part of the challenge for NXT has been the pandemic, and here's why. One of the things that was happening that most people weren't aware of was that NXT was running house shows primarily in Florida. And those house shows would be the opportunity for brand new talent to be able to cut their teeth, get some reps in, get the opportunity to perform in front of a live crowd without the pressure of television. With the pandemic happening, that element went away, which means a lot of the development that would happen for superstars didn't really get a chance to happen. Should NXT as a brand now be punished? I don't think they should. I think this is a mistake if the dirt sheets are correct. But the sign that TakeOver is not happening in Las Vegas, but instead is happening at the Performance Center. The sign that NXT is about to tape three shows in one day that's going to air over three weeks and we don't get live performances on the USA Network. That is concerning to me. I don't know what this means. I don't know what happens. And now many of us could make the argument that Samoa Joe becomes the new NXT champion with Karrion Cross getting so much time on Monday Night Raw. I don't see Karrion Cross leaving TakeOver as the NXT champion, which... Let me just say, I know there are some people that are very high on Karrion Cross. I've said it before in multiple places, and I'll say it here. I think it's long overdue for Karrion Cross to have lost the NXT Championship for a very simple reason. His luster is gone. The aura about him is gone, and it's gone for a simple reason, because he's talking too much, and we don't have that incredible intro. Lately, Scarlett Bordeaux has been MIA, not just from Raw, but from NXT. NXT as well. So I don't know what's happening with Karrion Cross right now. And certainly he's being established as a superstar on Raw, not because he's the NXT champion. Let's also remember this too, that there was a time where WWE was beginning to treat NXT like a third brand and no longer like a developmental brand. So now are we trying to go back in time and make it a developmental brand? If so, I think that's going to highly impact the ratings even more on the USA Network. I don't know what happens to what we call NXT. So there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And for me, taping three weeks of shows is very concerning, particularly when, you know, the other brands are traveling, when... I don't see a reason why we're taping shows. I mean, is it that 
talent isn't ready or is it going to give the WWE enough time to make a reboot so that in September, should they go back to live shows, we have a brand new NXT? I don't know, but something is up and I don't know that I like what I see and what I hear. So I wanna get your thoughts on the future of NXT. Do you think these dirt sheets are right? That NXT is about to be gutted? That some major changes are happening to NXT that might not be favorable? Or do you think that the changes that are being tossed around are necessary? And do you think that NXT needs a change right now? Let's talk about all of that by way of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Definitely want to hear your thoughts on that as we really look at what's happening with NXT. Now, tomorrow, we will talk about AEW Dynamite. We'll get you ready for AEW Rampage, and we'll get you ready for SummerSlam as well. Big SummerSlam weekend. We'll have our NXT TakeOver predictions as well. So it should be a pretty full, jam-packed show chock full of information tomorrow so make sure you are hanging out with us for that thank you for your continued support of all things connected to the faction and one other thing shw30 is available right now on independentwrestling.tv that's southern honor wrestling it's the rumble jack show it was a huge show just a couple of weeks ago that you can watch right now Go ahead to independentwrestling.tv, sign up if you haven't done so. If you use the promo code SHW, you'll get the first five days free. And all of our content is there. You'll get to hear me on commentary and see all of the amazing action, including two major surprises that happen at this year's Rumble Jack. Superstars you're very familiar with making their way to SHW. Pretty incredible, to say the least. With that said... I love you guys dearly. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Have a great day.